You are listening to I Doubt It with me, your host, Jesse Dolliman, a podcast dedicated to free-thinking discussion, ideas, skepticism, but most importantly, a good time. Welcome to the show, episode 28, your twice-weekly source of news News. and ridiculous comment. This is I Doubt It. I'm your host, Jesse Dollimore. Sitting across from me is the ever-lovely and intelligent Brittany Page. Hello. And articulate. As I mentioned, episode 28, if you'd like to sound off and leave us a voicemail for it to be incorporated into the show, our phone number is 657 464 7609 and that's even if you hate the show. Let us know. There's also Stitcher. You could do that. Connecting with us on the Facebook page. And fucking blah, blah, blah. Dollamore.com. We have a link to an Amazon search bar. You could buy a book. Help us out. It goes a little ways toward recouping costs and paying for what we do here. So we really appreciate your support. We really appreciate you listening. It is a uh, a privilege to come at you, come to you, come into your ears. <laughs> Yikes. A privilege, I say, a privilege. So, <laughs> we appreciate you. Uh, where do we start? There's a lot going on. A yeah, lot of is. shit rattling around inside my brain. Quite a bit. For one... I want to talk about briefly, and like I said, there's no genius segues anymore. We just bounce from topic to topic, but this has been fucking bothering me for a long time, but it really bothered me the other day while we were having lunch, and it is something that I'm sure will bother you as well. Unless you're one of these people. Well, I think a lot of people don't know that they're this kind of person. Hmm. That seems odd. I don't know. Well, we have to kind of get to the bottom of why these people do what, what, what they do. Maybe we should get to the topic so everybody's like, what the fuck are they talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. People who talk loud, like in restaurants. I'm a, Look, I'm a loud guy. I am certainly not a quiet dude. But when I'm, when I'm in a restaurant, whether it be this particular restaurant is TK Burgers, which is a, a very, very small chain here in Orange County. And great, great food, by the way, if you're a local. Delicious burgers. And, and haven't eaten there. But what, whether it be a, a fast food or lesser expensive, not not fancy, I guess, not a fancy place or a fancy place, I'm a guy who my business is my business, and I'm going to speak quietly or quietly enough that not everyone around me can share in the frivolity and history that I'm talking about. I don't get when people, like that couple, who wouldn't. She wouldn't, we knew all of their business, who was dating who and how she had left him and he was going to try to get back with her because she was back in town and shut the fuck up. No one cares. I don't even think the girl he was with at the table cared about his story. We certainly did not. Yeah, I I don't know if it's a narcissist thing. Like they think everyone kind of cares what they're talking about or their life is so exciting that Others want to hear about it, but we don't. Well, it is it is symptomatic of Southern California. Every, I hate eating out in L.A. for this exact reason. We were at a place in L.A. called Yang... What am I name-dropping restaurants now? Yeah. It's not even a great place. It's called Yang Chow. It's on all the food channels for their slippery shrimp. It's like a, like a tourist kind of a place. But we first moved here. We wanted to hit it up because it's very famous, and we wanted to see what the hype was about. So we go, and several tables around us, I honed in on a couple of them. The one next to us was the worst, though. 
the kid loudly talking about, oh, and we had to fly the second assistant director in from Paris because of Hubbada Hubbada. And he was at the, oh, and you know John Hubbada. He was at the, ugh, we get it. You're in the business. No one fucking cares. Yeah. You're not impressing anybody. Yeah. Because clearly you're saying it for everyone else's benefit. For sure. And the only people at the table who were impressed were his mom and aunt. Who clearly were, oh, he works in the business. Yeah, it was yeah. funny, actually, because he was at a table full of old ladies. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. it wasn't even like he was surrounded by young, hot women that he's trying to impress. It was like old ladies. His I don't family. think, not as a point of correction, but I don't think that guy was too into young, hot women. Mm. Or young, hot dudes. Yeah, maybe Whatever that. you're into. But it certainly wasn't old ladies. It might have been that, too. You never know. It gets to the point where I want to say, I get very, fr it almost ruins my meal. It almost ruins my whole day because I want to say something. Your whole day. My whole fucking life wow. gets destroyed by people who talk too loud in restaurants. People need to tone it down. Yeah, because my life is being completely eviscerated. Yeah, it's not good. It, it speaks it's tragic. To, it speaks to how great a life I don't have when that kind of shit <laughs> Sends me spiraling into a into a tailspin. Well, it is annoying because you just you don't need to hear it, and you're trying to eat. And I know that I try to talk quiet because I don't want people listening to my conversations. And even if I'm talking about inane things that don't matter, I still it's your business. Yeah, I you want to keep it your business. I don't want everyone listening. Well, it's the same thing in grocery stores or in the mall when some idiot is on has their cell phone to their ear, and I'm not even talking about. The, the the robot Bluetooth people. I'm talking about people holding their cell phone to their ear and talking seemingly as loudly as they can so everyone knows, hey, look at me. I have a cell phone. Yeah. I'm, I'm like everyone else on the planet, 92% of Americans. I have a cell phone. Watch me talk on it. While they're grocery shopping, they need to be on their cell phones talking loudly all throughout the store. I don't get it. I don't know when I'm going to, when the flip is, the switch is going to be flipped and I'm going to become that old curmudgeon. Back in my day, we didn't have cell phones. I don't know it when that's going to. seems like gonna, it's happening already. Well, I don't want it to happen, but I don't, listen, when that starts happening, I expect, there's an expectation that I have of the audience and certainly of you, Brittany, that I want to be told, yeah, maybe you're being just a little bit of a curmudgeon. Well, I feel the same way that you do, so I don't I don't think you are. I even had a a friend who I called her, she answered her phone and she was doing something and I said, "What well, what are you doing right now?" And she was, you know, cussing loudly and talking loudly. I said, "What are you doing? It sounds like something's going on in the background." And she oh, said, right, yeah. "I'm at the grocery store." And I said, "Well, I'm checking out." I said, said, "Well, what do you mean? You you can't be on your phone while you're doing that." She said, "I don't I don't care what what's going on. I said, yeah. well, you should care because everyone hates you right now. Yeah, every That's the thing. I, it's like people who bump their music really fucking loud. They think everyone around them thinks they're cool. When in reality, everyone fucking hates them. Yeah. Everyone thinks they're stupid. Even people who have loud stereos think they're stupid. Well, the funny thing about that is... I always thought that was just like a high schooler thing. And oh, once no. once people were out of high school and, you know, you weren't driving into the parking lot showing off the fact that you had a car in high school with your loud music so everyone would look at you. I thought that once we moved out of that phase, everyone would be over that. And it's shocking to me that adults still like blast their rap music well, and well, stuff. That's, that's the other thing is it must be something in the music that creates that kind of asshole gene in the person because they're never blasting anything good. It's always shit music that gets blasted super loud. Yeah. It's like a just an extra oomphy F you to the rest of the world. Yeah. It's like, hey, I'm going to be a dick and I'm going to listen to my music on fucking level 11. And not only am I going to do that, but I'm going to play the shittiest tunes I can find. Well, there was one instance where I was really happy about it. It was in downtown Huntington Beach, and it was like a super classic car that had the uh, the uh, 
the top? The top down. <laughs> yeah. She's making the top motion with her hand. Yeah, the top down. And it's good radio, Brittany. He was blasting funk music. And he was this old black guy, and I just thought he was so cool. And I was like, oh, yeah, mm, funk music. And he was blasting. It was so cool. Down there is a little different because that's where people are on display. If you're on the corner of of Maine and Beach Boulevard, that's not the place for it. Yeah. Or in a neighborhood, which is where it commonly takes place. So this is a message going straight to you people who talk loudly in restaurants to one another and talk loudly on your cell phones and blast your shitty music loudly in your car. Stop it. And, and also CeeLo has something to say. (laughs) Yes, he does. We've been, we've been slacking on the CeeLo lately. Yeah, we have. so. So let's move on to something a little bit more serious. Although we're going to be talking about somebody for whom I have deep love and adoration. Oh, yeah. For those of you who do not watch Fox News because they are a horrible propaganda machine, I will give you a little leeway if you don't know who this guy is. Shepard Smith. Shep Smith used to host two different shows during the day, kind of, uh, well, for West Coast time, like daytime news. And... He now hosts, I guess, one show, and then he's their their go-to breaking news guy, and they built him this ornate, ostentatious, ridiculous studio with, like, 50, 70-inch flat-screen TVs in there. It's ridiculous. So, recently, Media Matters, and this might be the only time I ever play something that Media Matters created, because they are a leftist, progressive, completely left agenda organization. They're not fair-minded at all. It's almost like a Think Progress link, right? That's exactly what it is, yeah. It's Right Wing Watch, Think Progress, Media Matters. They're all... They might all be funded by George Soros. Yeah, and just a quick note, um, those, those links that we just mentioned from those sites... Probably want to skip those if you're in a debate or something like that because they're oh, yeah. not always good well, or they're right. Rep- they're reputable. It's listen. <laughs> it's one of those deals where people. I know a lot of people who get very very angry when you challenge their beliefs. I'm not one of those people because I can defend what I believe, and I can defend what I believe with why I believe what I believe. But there's a lot of people out there who only surround themselves with, with, it's like a fucking jerk off party where they all just jerk each other off. It's all just, Oh yeah. Great. Oh, that was a great point. That was a great point. And they don't do themselves any favors relative to burgeoning or strengthening their, their, their standpoint or their standing where it relates to logic and reason and an under a full understanding of what they believe. And these media, if you share media matters, you're not convincing anyone of anything other than jerk off party status and other liberals are going to be super happy. It's for sure. And there are, you know, Cato Institute, there's a lot of other right wing websites. If you're Breitbart, all that stuff, if you're sharing things that are that are conservative and you're using Breitbart as your source, eh. It's not very credible. It's because it's not even-handed. It's strictly propaganda. So anyway, I digress. Goddamn, that was that was a rant there for a second, talking about jerk-off parties. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I wish you could talk about that more. Wait, what? So anyway, Media Matters put together this little clip, and it's related to Shep Smith being kind of the voice of reason over there at Fox News, related specifically to the Bo Bergdahl thing. To kind of give the video a little flavor or a little little uh, little precursor, it's there is it's a mashup of juxtaposing what Shep Smith has been saying on air with guests, and then kind of a a jumbled together mashup of what other Fox News commentators and Fox News hosts and Fox News paid political fuck sticks what they think. 
Yeah. So it's it's all mashed together. They they do Shep, then they do a group of idiots, and then they do Shep, and then they do another group of idiots. So like in the beginning, it goes from Shep to Bill O'Reilly and Hannity and yeah. Ducey, and yeah. then back to Shep. Yeah. And so so take a listen. If you desert or commit treason, you have to be proved to have done so. Absolutely. We can't just decide because some people come on television and yakety yak, and we get a report of this and a report of that that that's what happened. As the Army said, as the Pentagon said, you bring them home. You bring them home first, and then you investigate. One thing is he's missing. You fix that. The other thing is there are allegations that he deserted or did anything inappropriate. Then you investigate that and let the chips fall where they may. It ain't a soup. That's it. It's not a soup. He's a deserter by all, and it will be. He may even be a collaborator. Not only was he a deserter, Bergdahl, not only a deserter. It was well known that he was a deserter. Looks to me like a deserter or a traitor or both. Possible deserter. Isn't he an American soldier until otherwise proven so? You can't have it one way on one situation and another way on another situation. It's not fair. What are you swapping them for with, another, with uh, five terrorists now out and about? How far did they go to get one anti-American back into the country and trade up for five anti-American killers? I why the Obama administration would give away five terrorists to get him back. Prisoners of war. Yeah. That's the argument. You can't say, well, this is a war, this is a battlefield, and then, and then change what you think it is now. You, you can have it one way, you can't have it both ways. He was flat out anti-American. Yeah, he said, I'm ashamed to be an American. His father also wrote back to him an email, quote, obey your conscience. That's three days before right. he left. And we're hearing from our sources now that he's also having trouble speaking English, not even sure if he knows how to speak English anymore. Yeah. We, we read that he learned the local language and he was disillusioned with war. If those two things are true, he's not alone. That, that, that's not enough. I still wonder what happened there and what his treatment was like. And if you're barely alive, as you described it, I would think a lot of things go through your head and maybe this possibility of your thoughts being reshaped and your ideas being molded is not so outlandish. An investigation has to happen and I'm kind of disgusted by all these people who want to prejudge one way or another what happened here. So that, that I want to introduce you. There's two things I want to talk about. One Shep's absolute level-headedness where it relates to this Bo Bergdahl situation. He's echoing a lot of the same shit that I'm saying. For he's sure. not saying he's not saying Bo Bergdahl is a hero. I'm not saying that either. He's not saying that Bo Bergdahl is this wonderful character that should be lauded and would never don't judge him. That's not what he's saying. He's saying we don't fucking know yet. We don't have enough information yet to make these determinations. Well, and the fact remains that an, in, an investigation hasn't been done. That's so, right. So we don't know. But everybody is, not everybody, everyone except for, for Shep on that station yeah. is running with the story as though an investigation has taken place and just reporting this as though it's fact. And Well, like everything, and this is not just a Fox News thing, this is also a CNN thing, they want to run with the the trial by public opinion and they want to convict someone by the jury of public opinion rather than an actual jury of of his peers relative to maybe a court martial or or some other justice defined by the uniform code of military justice otherwise known as the UCMJ so Anyway, Shep is just, he's fucking awesome. He is one reason that you need to set your DVR to Fox News and watch a little Shep Smith. He's, he's a stud. He's completely on his own planet. It is amazing to me that he still has a job after the many, many times he has completely bucked the propaganda machine. And listen, there's a lot of shit that you could say about Fox News. I think they've become far worse over the last six years or so. I mean, they've always had a conservative bent, and I think that's okay to a degree because I do believe other news agencies have a liberal bent. So it's I don't consider that completely terrible. I think it's it's what happens. Yeah. However, when you become a blatant propaganda machine for whatever Roger Ailes, who is their executive, he's the guy who runs the show – when it's whatever pet project he likes, that's what gets the news. 
that's a bummer. Like, I do believe Benghazi is a story that needs coverage. I do. I believe that. So that's good. But to completely convict Bo Bergdahl before anything gets determined is a tragedy in and of itself, just based on the system of justice that we operate under in our country. Yeah. But anyway, what I was saying was, it's interesting to me that Jashep still has a job and is so powerful over there. He must control massive awesome ratings there is a there's a reason that he's he still has a job and it has to do with money i'm sure that he's generating lots of advertising revenue for them because he is a fucking rock star well i'm sure even for the people who disagree with him that watch him do it just to see what he's gonna say next yeah exactly because he's he's a fireball he's off the wall yeah you don't know what he's gonna say i mean he in that video you just heard for Media Matters, he said he's disgusted by the rush to judgment. Yeah. He's talking about his coworkers. Right. Well, and then he, this is the only, the it's it's a, a two-edged sword for me because it's the one thing that disappoints me about Shep because he's supposed to be a straight newsman is that he does deliver some opinion. But it's the for the same reason I love him that he does deliver opinion because he offers some true balance to Fox News. Yeah. So here's a clip of him. He took Rick Santorum, Mr. EpiPen, he took Mr. EpiPen to task on gay marriage. How much longer do you think that uh, being anti-gay rights is going to be something that's a conservative principle? And when do you think that uh, folks like yourself who've said that having a gay marriage is... Uh, and attack a bit of a hit to faith and family in America. How long do you think it'll be before you catch up with the rest of the country and realize everybody's okay? Uh, everybody's okay, uh, but that's different. When we're talking, we're not talking about everybody, Chef. We're talking everybody, of course, is entitled to live the life they want, Chef. The question is whether we should change the laws of this country to re reflect a different value structure. What we're talking about here are different values. We have the Judeo-Christian values that are based on biblical truth and truth that, that can be can uh, can be acclaimed and, 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 and resolved through reason. And those truths don't change uh, just because people's attitudes may change because of, uh, well, whatever the current popular culture is. And we need somebody who can stand up there and continue to say I'm sorry, there's a satellite delay. I didn't mean to. You talk about current popular culture and what people decide to do. But... Uh, that, it's not something about which people really have a choice. I mean, it's not as if you could wake up in the morning and be gay, could you? And, and I just wonder when it is that you think the time will come when when people love people of the same sex ought to have the same sort of protections and acknowledgement from the state that they do from their friends and families. Well, people are allowed to love a lot of different people in a lot of different relationships. and So that's kind of an unfair way to end the video with Santorum fumbling. What are you going to do? That guy's going to fumble fuck through every different opinion he has because he's a terrible, terrible human being. Uh, a couple different things that I think are very interesting <laughs> that just got talked about there because I'm taking my highly, highly advanced and technological, my notes. Um, everybody is okay, Santorum says. Everybody's entitled to live the life they want. Nah. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. You beat me to it. Nah. I mean, nah is what yeah, nah, Santorum should yeah. have said. No, it's nah is to him. Fuck him, because that's not what he really believes. Yeah, that's what I that's mean. That's not what he espouses. Yeah. That's not what he blathers and screams from the fucking mountaintops and every time he gets a microphone put in front of his stupid fucking face. Yeah, exactly. He needs an EpiPen. Well, because he's acting like everybody is entitled to live whatever life they want. Well, except for when they want to get married. Well, That's not well, what you can't do that. You know, well, we need to do things because of Judeo-Christian values and the biblical truths that he's talking about. And then he goes on to say, you know, they need to use, they need to use reason. Oh, reason, huh? It, you got a stranglehold on fucking reason, Rick Santorum? Yeah. Jesus Comical. Christ. Comical. I mean, and tragic. No, I guess. no, no. It is comical, but it's 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 anger-inducing because he is such a fucking mook. Yeah, he's a terrible. He he and his wife wrote a book called Letters to Gabriel uh, years and years ago, and it's about they cho chose to. And I'm not judging, making a judgment call on what they did, but they, they had a baby and they found out he was going to be born with massive birth defects, and they chose to have the baby 
and they wrote letters to the baby prior to its birth. And then it was born, and it died within minutes of being born, and she held the baby in her arms. And it's very, very sad. But because of his worldview was informed by his radical Catholicism, and it's not your run-of-the-mill Catholicism, he truly believes that birth control is harmful. Yeah. It's dangerous. Yeah. He's he's a whack job. Anyway, I, I don't want to turn another show into me hating Rick Santorum. Yeah. It's just it's so, easy to do. so easy. So in this next clip, um, again, Shep, you know, in gay marriage, this, I think everybody knows who's watched five seconds of Fox News <laughs> knows that Fox News is not... They are not an organization that is on the side promoting gay marriage and equal rights for homosexuals. Nah, they have too many religious people working the as anchors. Yes. In the, yeah, that they are. They're clearly opposed and standing staunchly in opposition to gay rights and equal rights for homosexuals because of Jesus. So here's another clip where Shep Smith. Well, it's awesome because it's right after Obama came out and said that he miraculously, all of a sudden, at the, in the middle of his second term, decided that he was going to be for gay marriage. So he's a coward because he knew the right way a long time ago, and he decided to fucking finally do it. And Shep Smith talks about it. At a certain point, I've just concluded that um, for me personally... It is important for me to go ahead and affirm that uh, I think same-sex couples should be able to get married. President of the United States, now in the 21st century, and what I'm most curious about is whether it's your belief that in this time of rising debts and, and medical issues and, and all the rest, if Republicans would go out on a limb and try to make this a campaign issue while sitting very firmly, without, without much question, on the wrong side of history on it. Of course. Uh, in reality, what really matters is what governors are saying. Uh, this, this makes no legal changes of any kind. This is a state's issue, at least for now, which may sound familiar to a couple of generations ago, but that's where we are. And there will eventually, of course, be the matter, and, and as there has been in some test cases, of somebody, say, married in, in Massachusetts or in New York. Uh, once that marriage recognized in, say, Mississippi or Alabama or anywhere you go, and, and then you won't get the rights that are afforded to straight people that these gay couples got. And that'll be the test. And that's when we'll end up in a bigger court. And that's when we'll get some decisions, probably. That's well, usually how things work. That's exactly right. And courts have been uh, dealing with this. The California case is still in the courts, obviously. And many people believe it'll end up at the U.S. Supreme Court. Sh shades but of segregation and states' rights and the whole thing playing itself out all over again, isn't it? So it started with Obama yeah. finally coming around. And then Shep making the awesome statement of he says, oh, oh, there and there we have it. The president of the United States finally in the 21st century. Yeah, it's just perfect. It's awesome. Well, because so many liberals were like, oh, Obama oh, supporting gay rights. Where the fuck was Obama while running for president? Where was Obama after he became president? Where was he? Yeah, it was because of a slip up of Joe Biden that he finally came around. He's no better than these backwards-ass Republicans, these worthless right usurpers. They're usurping the rights, the, the constitutional rights, the civil rights, the human decency, the fucking rights of homosexuals, taking it away from them because of some backwards belief that they believe is absolute. Yeah. And flies in the face of science and research and data. Ugh. But not reason, because Rick Santorum loves that. He loves reason. Well, he loves, I'll tell you what he loves, reasons. They're shitty reasons, but they're reasons. Yeah. That's what he thinks reason is. Yeah. And then we're going to wrap this up with, with Shep Smith by, he, during the, during the Iraq war, when, when torture, and again, this is a, this is a debate that could be had both ways the definition of what torture is was always something that was kind of iffy because I don't believe that if you make a guy stand on a chair for eight hours and don't give him a birth, a, a, a birthday, 
and you don't give him a birthday cake and, and you don't give him a birth that would uh, torture me now i can't say fucking ba- bathroom and you don't give him a bathroom break i don't believe that's torture i don't believe that if you have barking snarling dogs held on a chain and scaring someone i don't believe that's torture I think yanking someone's fingernails out or breaking bones, that is torture. Youch. So I think waterboarding is where it kind of came down. And I I don't know. I I would like to err on the side of, yeah, I don't know. I don't fucking know. (laughs) I was going to make a declarative statement there. You couldn't. I, I still don't know. Yeah. However. Christopher Hitchens says it's torture. Yeah, well, Christopher Hitchens said a lot of things that. I both agree with and don't agree with. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. So Shepard Smith, and this is on air, is talking about torture, and he gets a little fired up. Now, could, could we just begin with a statement that we could all sort of agree with? I bet I know what that is. We are America. And we don't. And we don't torture. Torture. Now, how you come up with what is torture, that's something else. But we don't torture. We're, we're America. We we. We set the standard that others should. That's what we do. We're, if we want to be the best and the and the leader and the and all that we claim we want to be, then we don't get to torture. We don't want to do that. And and yet the government has uh, engaged lawyers who would basically tell the Bush administration everything it wants. You you know I read so this. I've got a lawyer. I tell my lawyer go do this for me. And he'll just do it. It will be done. Same thing. So the, the, the CIA manipulates the Justice Department into letting it do whatever it wants. And I read these memoranda. These well, memoranda. that's a matter of opinion, Judge. I mean, a lot of that's opinion, right? We've got Bob Baer saying one thing. We've got a lot of people saying another thing. We've had, we've it, had the former CIA director came out and said this stuff helped. It, it is. Stuff did we help are us. America. I agree. I don't give a rat's ass if it helps. I agree. We are America. Not, we do not fucking torture. We right. don't do it. But, but here's the point. And the point is this, is that you've got, you've got two schools of thought. Oops. And you can't just. We are America. And we don't fucking torture. It's awesome. And it's true. We should be better than those other nations. We should lead the world in the way things should be done. Whether it be following the Geneva Convention or any other thing, we should be leading the world forward into the future. And he's right about that. What I love about the clip is at the very end, after he's he says it in a fit of anger. Just explosive rage. And it's, tr- it's true emotion. You, you know the guy feels it because he forgets he's on air. He thinks he's just sitting around talking with friends. And then he drops the F-bomb. And then, um, what's what's the guy's name? Chance, Trace Gallagher. Trace Gallagher. That's right. Chance, Trace Gallagher starts to talk. Shep Smith realizes it on his face. In fact, we'll put the video up so you can see the emotion of "oh shit" wash over his face, and he says, "Oops." <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it's so great. So. We just love Shep Smith, and one, it kind of led us into a... I wanted to play all these because it led us into the Bergdahl stuff that we still don't know. Look, the facts or people's perception and people's uh, accounts, like his his platoon, having, and I know I'm saying it fucking again, having served in the Jesse Marine Corps... Jesse was a Marine. <laughs> um. And in a victor unit, for those of you who are in the Marine Corps, you know what a victor unit is. I was in a deployable combat unit. Um, it it matters what the other members of his platoon, a close-knit unit, what they think and what they feel. And it's some of it might be that they feel betrayed, but you can't gather that many dudes who are just going to completely shit on him because no one has stepped out and said, oh, yeah, good guy. We haven't seen that yet. Yeah. No one's come out and said, oh, yeah, yeah, Bo Bergdahl. Oh, solid character. Wonderful person. Those guys are just crazy. They're just disgruntled. No one said that yet. So I'm going to, I'm going to, it might be hearsay, but I'm going to give them some credence and their opinion, some, some, some weight. So I am leaning toward the fact that this is probably going to go down bad, but we haven't heard from him yet. We haven't heard from him. And we haven't heard from the government relative to their findings in an investigation. Yeah. So, and be, Fox News should take that into account. 
I mean, look, we shouldn't be blowing this kid. Oh, you're a hero. We That shouldn't be done either. But what we do need to do is give him a fair shake and withhold judgment, which isn't necessarily something that works for a 24-hour news cycle. But we need to withhold judgment, be reasonable about this. And I'm glad Shep Smith is uh, is doing that. And for whatever reason, thanks to Fox News, and maybe this is <laughs> something that will bite me in the ass, but thank you to Fox News. Thank you to Roger Ailes and the executives at Fox News for keeping him around because they could have let, let him go a long time ago. I mean, they're pushing Sean Hannity farther and farther, deeper and deeper into a later time slot, and they're giving Shep Smith you know, more airtime relative to ratings, gathering, time slots. So it's good. Thanks a lot. And Shep, if you're listening, which I am most certain you are not listening, but if someone knows Shep, you let him know from Jesse Dollimore. I can't speak for Brittany Page. And Brittany Page. And Brittany Page. We love you very much, and we appreciate the work you do and the risks that you take. And not even for the F-bomb, but just for the risks you take relative to the company you work for. For sure. So, this didn't mean to happen. We didn't mean for this to happen. This wasn't planned. We're going to stick with Fox News because we have a clip here of Tucker Carlson, who used to work for CNN, but he was apparently way too right-wing. Well, they did away with that show, Crossfire. If you want to look up Tucker Carlson and... um. John Stewart. I was going to say John Stewart. If you want to watch some good video of Tucker Carlson uh, being laid back with his mouth open and have someone shit straight into it, uh, look up Tucker, Tucker Carlson and John Stewart from The Daily Show. Uh, there's some... On Crossfire, just go just not yeah, Google yeah. it. Uh, search for it on YouTube, it's awesome. and it's a very popular video on YouTube. John Stewart just destroys Tucker Carlson. Anyway, again, we digress. So right now there's a story out there about a teacher, another, another teacher who banged a student. A Utah high school teacher, 34, is accused of having sex with a 16-year-old student, and she claims that she was the victim after the teen boy wore down her defenses. <laughs> so it's a female teacher who was having sex with a male student. Yeah. 34 years old, 16 years old. She's more than twice his age. Yes. Her name is Brienne Altis. Yeah, she's... Well, first of all... She's attractive. Super. She's hot, I would say. And Well, he, he, here's the thing that bothers me. Listen, Brienne, when you're going to go to court and you're going to be facing these type of charges, you don't want to look like the sexy school teacher or the sexy librarian. I mean, because she does, does, does she not come across as that yeah she definitely should have uh toned it down a also bit. who whichever photographer was was snapping these shots he got the perfect shot of her like biting her lip it's <laughs> it's pretty yeah, great it's, it's funny pretty great so the lawyers asked the judge to throw out three counts of first degree felony rape and one count of first degree felony forcible sodomy against the teacher mm. now that doesn't mean she had some object and was fucking this kid in the ass or anally penetrating him. I'm sorry. We do have an explicit mark on the show, so that's not totally inappropriate. But under the law, sodomy, for those of you who don't know, also includes oral sex. So if you either give or receive oral sex from someone, you are committing sodomy. Go ahead. Sorry. I just want to clear that up. Yeah. They say the boy admitted he set out to have sex with her and that it was therefore legally consensual, but it is illegal in Utah for a teacher or anyone in a position of power to have sex with a person under 18. She says that she repeatedly refused and declined his advances until he ultimately broke down her resistance. And so he's a pretty powerful, manip manipulative little boy. I'm making a joke. Well, well, even if he's a young man, the the fact that the first time that he explicitly comes on to you, you you take disciplinary action. You don't, oh, hey, stop that. That's inappropriate. She clearly liked the adulation. She liked the attention. 
because she's in a position of power and should be able to shut it down. Yeah, the 16-year-old boy told investigators last November that he had had sex with her on three occasions in 2013 and testified to this fact at a preliminary hearing. He said he was having problems at home and doing drugs and that he would skip class and go and hang out with this teacher. So that's great. <laughs> Soon a sexual relationship Wait, hang began. On, hang on. So, so that's great. Awesome. If you could see, I goddamn, I wish we were also a video podcast because I wish we had a camera on Brittany reading this right now. She wants to reach through the computer monitor and strangle this stupid uh, individual. Yeah, so I'm going to finish kind of talking about what happened and then kind of talk about why that upsets me so much. Yeah. Soon, a sexual relationship began after an initial encounter in a church parking lot. The teen was allegedly able to accurately describe the layout of her home, as well as tattoos on her body. Mm. Her husband filed for divorce almost immediately after the wife's arrest, and it's already been finalized. So he took care of biz, as one might say. As one might say, as Brittany P. would say, taking care of biz. But what's... I mean, what's disturbing about this is, you know, he was obviously a troubled kid, making poor choices, going down the wrong track. And instead of having an adult step in and guide him, he had an adult step in that was sick and troubled as well and just decided to be sick and troubled together. Yeah. So I'm going to bring this full circle here because I know you're you're hanging. I, I just sense that the audience is there like, what the fuck does this have to do with Tucker Carlson? But there is a clip from some new show they've got going, and I'm not going to even go into details to try to figure out what the hell they've. Their lineup changes like every 20 minutes to try to compete with CNN. Not not that CNN actually competes relative to ratings with with Fox News, but anyway, they they've changed their lineup. They've got some new show on, and it looked like uh, a bunch of women ganging up on Tucker Carlson, and justifiably so because he's a moron. But this conversation that's being had that we're going to play here is directly related to the story we're talking about person uh, this is a sad story she was married uh her husband divorced her immediately yeah um the kid's gonna have to live with this forever she might be able to get over this and move on right but the kid's gonna have to live with this forever live with what all right so oh now, here, we go. Oh, here, here we, we go are you being serious yes, Tucker, you know it's you ludicrous this as a badge of honor tell me tell me well, look, he I'm, 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 awesome. I'm not joking even a tiny bit it's it's ludicrous that we're calling this a rape are you being serious the kid she is 16 she's saying he pursued right. her and they're calling it a rape? I'll tell you, she was wrong to this extent. He went and tattled to the police and destroyed her life? Are you joking? I mean, what a whiny country this is. You sleep with... I'm, I'm not kidding. Oh, you, you're this boy, and all of a sudden you're a rape victim? You pursue an older woman and, and have a relationship with her, and you're a rape victim? It's, but he's 16. It defies common sense, and anybody you know. who's being honest with himself knows exactly what I'm talking about. That's we a all have to standard. pretend. That's so a of course it's a double standard. Oh, all standards are double standards. Children aren't safe then, because a 16-year-old no, can't claim to be uh, raped it, by it, a woman. It, it's because it, you think it's hot. Because it depends completely <laughs> yes, on the sex of the child. You think, you that's think why. Okay. And oh, if it's I a girl, it's different from when it's a, if it's a boy. I, I, and we that's have to hell. pretend that's not that's true. true. Says anybody who's lived in this world. What that's if that true. kid happens to be a boy and did feel violated and did, he did feel Absolutely. like this adult and not every upon his rights. not every boy oh. would feel attracted to this female teacher. That's talk about first discussion. world every problems. This is your problem. That you're attracted to teachers. That's why I wanted to come to Tucker last. Oh man. If this sounds vaguely familiar to you, right. on a different day, on a different topic, Tucker said this. There are people out there who believe that there ought to be criminal sanctions brought against this I, woman. I, and know, I think that's deranged. So what? if the class is Because there's, to... no, there's no victim here. And I'm just as shocked today, Tucker. Right. Right. But you're not. Case. No, but you're not. You're not shocked. Now, one person on this couch is shocked. Everyone knows exactly what I'm saying. And everyone has to pretend, oh, yes, it's a sexual assault. No. You know that no, that's we're not, not true. No, we're not pretending, Tucker. It, no, you, I don't believe you actually feel that way. I don't believe you so actually feel this reality. way. Why would I generate the amount of hate mail I've generated if I didn't really believe it? Because I know that every person watching knows exactly what I mean. And we live in a country where you can never say anything that's true. And on just this one okay, tiny wait, topic, so I'm just taking a stand. I'm going to say what's true. So what 
if it's a, a then it's a crime. Year. It's an appalling crime. Wow. Boys and girls are not the same. So they're boys, not even close to the so same. So boys can be raped. They can't complain about it. Otherwise, they're no, whining. It, if a, this 16-year-old boy sleeps with, in a consensual way, his his older teacher, it's a tragedy for her marriage. But it's not a rape of him. You know that. Not, all, not no, boys and girls that. aren't all the same. They're also, completely all different. boys aren't like other boys, and all girls aren't like other girls. So you can't just make a depends on the maturity level. In this case, well, he pursued her, and now he's going to the cops and saying he was a rape victim. At Are the you end of the day, this woman is in a lot of trouble. She's facing felonious charges behind this, whether yeah. he went after her or whatever the situation was. Uh, the law sees him as a victim. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't. And the law her. is wrong in this case. And by the way, prosecutorial discretion, the prosecutor never should have brought this case. Well, they are, they are having some holes punched in the case right now, but they feel like they can go forward. We will watch for it. That's for sure. <laughs> Good. Okay. <laughs> so the first thing I probably want to address is that the age of consent laws are in place to protect protect children whose brains have not yet developed, particularly the prefrontal cortex. I, I I just wrote that down. That's on my notes right here. Prefrontal cortex. Which is responsible for <laughs> planning the executive functions that a human has. Planning, organizing, making decisions. Responsible decisions. I've heard it I've heard it from you explained that the prefrontal cortex during this period of life, until you're not just eighteen, but like twenty two, twenty four years old, it is so immature that it and underdeveloped that the part of the brain that takes over for those important decision making is the pleasure center of the brain. Yeah. And th that's not the center of the brain or the part of the brain that you want making decisions that are supposed to be rational, reasonable, important decisions. And that's why parenting is so important. And if a teenager doesn't have parental you know, guidance during that time, they're going to make bad choices because that part of their brain that, you know, can help them make the good choices yeah. isn't yet fully developed. So those age of consent laws are in place to protect children. Children. And this 16-year-old boy, you know, he might have thought his teacher was hot. I was very attracted to many of my male teachers when I was younger. And they're trying to say girls and boys are different. You know, yeah, and, you and, could have been a target. Yeah, and even this boy, I mean, he could look very muscular. He could way. have a beard. But no, what I'm saying is this 16-year-old, he could also be attractive. He could be muscular. He could have a beard. There are right. kids who develop earlier than others, and he may look more manly than other kids his age. It doesn't, looking like a man does not make you a man. Exactly, and... He's trying to say, well, girls and boys are different. Well, if you want to go there, it actually takes longer for boys to mature. So, right. Well, here's my thing. And I don't want to cut you off. Hold your spot if you or, or think about what you're going to say here. Um, I see both sides to this. I don't, th I don't want to completely demonize the moron Tucker, Tucker Carlson because he's not completely wrong here. Where he's wrong is that, well, let me go back. He's right about this, that this kid probably wasn't, and I'm using the word with air quotes, victimized in the way that someone is violently raped. They're victimized. I don't believe he was victimized in that way. However, the law exists to protect all children. There, and, and justice is blind. That's the reason when you see statues with Lady Justice, she's got a fucking blindfold on while she's standing by the scales, is because she doesn't... We need these laws in place to protect children. It's the same reason why there are adults who are in prison. Adults, like if you watch Orange is the New Black, that prison, that prison guard who's banging that inmate, he is a fucking criminal. Because whether or not they actually have a physical attraction or an emotional attraction... He is in a position of power, and she can't decide rationally whether it's a good thing that they fucking have a relationship. It's, that is why it's against the law. So whether this kid is emotionally able to do it or not, there's something wrong with her that she would have a relationship with him. She is a predator. She, there is something criminally deficient within her mind and her actions. For sure. And I think uh, a Slate article that I found made a good point. They said, just because minors might have 
might want to have sex with adults doesn't mean that the adults are right to exploit them. After all, minors also want adults to provide them with alcohol, but that too is illegal. And as a side note, wow. for my own personal thing, damaging. That's well. That's an awesome. That's an awesome point. Kudos to Slate. Yeah, and Slate goes on to say, and to assume that boys of a certain age are more equipped than girls to consent to sex with an adult assumes that boys, by virtue of their gender, are smarter and more capable of handling themselves than girls are. And that's that's true. Yeah, I, I, I follow that. I understand the logic. But I, I would say that there is something different relative to sex between the sexes. That... A woman having sex with someone is different than a boy having, or I'm sorry, a girl having sex with someone is different than a boy having sex with someone. I, I do. I think it's emotionally different. I think it's different because, and I don't want to get graphic, but you, a woman gets violated relative to something being put into you, and then the man is the person who does the putting into. You know what I mean? No, I don't know what you mean. Can you, how does it work again? <laughs> anyway, so I mean... The viol the violation, I believe, is like I don't think this kid is emotionally harmed. But the laws aren't necessarily protecting him from harm. They're generally protecting the powerful from harming the less powerful, the people with no power. All of our laws are based on that. Protecting the powerless. And someone who's in a position of power shouldn't be able to take advantage of, even if the other person wants to. That's that's not the fucking way it works. It's not the way it works. She should be punished. She should be sent to jail. Yeah, I, I agree. So we might not agree exactly why, but we definitely agree on the ultimate, the ultimate sentence should be guilty. Yeah, and it's... Tucker Carlson should almost feel embarrassed about the way that he reacted to this. I mean, I, I get where he's coming from, too, and I understand that that as a man, he will look back, and there were teachers that he probably wanted to bang and all that, but it wouldn't have been good for him. Bang. For an adult person bang. to have sex with him bang. before he was an adult. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just it wouldn't no, have you're been... Right. No, it's not right, but... What he's looking at, he's looking at it from the perspective of he doesn't think this kid's going to be emotionally damaged because of this. And that's okay. And that might be true, but it doesn't fucking matter. She took advantage of her position and got a little kid wiener on the side when she should not have. And for her to claim that he wore down her defenses, please. Get the fuck out of here. There's something wrong with someone who is okay to have sex with a kid. I mean, that's just... And he's a kid. He's 16 years old. Yeah, you're a 34-year-old teacher. Come on. You don't need to be banging your students. Bang. <laughs> All right, we'll wrap that up. But listen, get with us on the website. or Get with us on... We actually have I actually had some. Actually, just posted the link. We have had some website talk, some actually dollamore.com comments. There is, there is ways to. There is ways. What in the fuck is wrong with me? There are ways to communicate w with us, other than, uh, other than the Facebook page. If you are Facebook averse, which I think hundreds of you are, because we. We, I know how many people listen to the show, and I know how many fans of the of the show we are on of the Facebook page we have. So, you can comment on the page. Uh, on the Facebook page, you can also comment on the individual posting of the podcast on the website on dollamore.com. Several people have done that, but then you can also email us at I doubt it at dollamore.com. I doubt it at dollamore.com. And we would we would for sure honor your anonymity and uh, talk with you there because it's a conversation that needs to be had about many things, including this. And we would love to do so. So we're going to wrap it up with a very well. It's funny because it's the Onion, but it's also I'm a little tired of satirical websites and blogs like the Onion or Daily Current, uh, or The Daily Show, for that matter, they hide behind this, this 
oh, I, oh no, we're just comedy. We're just we're just making jokes over here when they are talking about serious issues and furthering public policy based on their their agenda. And it, it bothers me. It's it's every time someone jumps on John Stewart and and tries to shit on his opinion, he's like, "Oh, I'm just making jokes over here." <laughs> Listen, I love Jon Stewart, and I we watch all the every day. We watch Jon Stewart. We love Jon Stewart, especially when you know we tell a joke or we jump on a subject, and then he does it after us because someone's clearly, clearly listening to the show over there. Clearly, <laughs> but it you you have a legitimate point of view, and you are legitimately influencing public focus on issues so don't just hide behind oh we're just making jokes over here because that's not the way it works and no one really thinks that so but an onion article recently talked about um food stamps and what food people can purchase with food stamps yeah the title says woman a leading authority on what shouldn't be in poor people's grocery carts and it goes on to say with her remarkable ability to determine exactly how others should be allocating their limited resources for food, local woman Carol is considered to be one of the foremost authorities on what poor people should and should not have in their grocery carts. So they're obviously making a point that the whole thing about banning certain foods with the purchase of food stamps is ridiculous because others don't have the ability to deem what is appropriate and what is not when people are feeding their families. That's right. App apparently, there's, in the understanding of writers for The Onion, there is no such thing as fucking common sense. That if you want to go and buy 60 cases of soda with your monthly allotment of food stamps, hey, that's okay. You know what's best. You clearly don't know what's best. That's why you're on food stamps. And that might be harsh, but you don't have your shit together. All of your faculties aren't together. It's not just, oh, I can't get a job. I don't think that's always the case. That, maybe that's, is that harsh? Well, I'd, I'm not going to get into who should and should not be on food stamps. But as far as what should be purchased with food stamps, I was raised in a home where the majority of my childhood was spent with my mom being on food stamps. Mm-hmm. And I regularly ate cereal for breakfast and dinner. Yeah. And we didn't have a lot of good food. I mean, we would get a frozen dollar banquet meals to eat for dinner. It very, you know, things that are not nutritious. Plenty of Twinkies and Ding Dongs. A lot of processed And Ho-Hos. Yeah. Yes. And, and not a lot of soda, surprisingly. But we could have done that. I was just using an example. It was just, you know, I, I was trying to demonstrate that we all have common sense. I think we can all understand and discern whether we've been on food stamps or not. We can discern what is wise food choices. What are what is with me with the tenses today? Well, what are wise food choices or what are not wise food choices? Yeah. And that's the thing. There's study after study. All you need to do is, you know, log into a, a database and search poverty and nutrition and, and look at study after study uh, related to the lack of nutritional food in impoverished environments for kids that are on food stamps or yeah. living in poverty. And the younger kids have lower milk com consumption and children have lower fruit and vegetable consumption. And here in California, when you walk by Jack in the Box, you will see a giant Do you still poster. have that picture? Do you still have that picture? I might. I'll have to look for it. Go ahead. I'm but sorry. There's, there's a poster out in front of Jack in the Box that says EBT accepted. That means food stamps are accepted at Jack in the Box. Yeah. They're, they're, it's a specific Jack in the Box in Belmont Shore on 2nd Street in, in Long Beach. And it is... There is a, a clear as day giant poster in the window that instructs people who are on food stamps, hey, come spend your food stamps here. And is that really want where you want your tax dollars spent at Jack in the Box? Is that nutritious? Is that wholesome? Is that going to better their health? Or is that going to degradate what they've got going on? 
Yeah, and that's the only reason that I talked about my own experience on food stamps is that I had to experience that. I had to experience my mom not buying things that she could make nutritious meals with, you know, and in components of meals, in ingredients for delicious, maybe not delicious. When I think of food, I think delicious, but uh, wholesome, legitimate meals. Yeah. And it's important to give that to kids, especially that are coming from poverty, because they're typically in families where they're you know, more stressed out, which is contributing to health problems as well. And then they're eating this way and it's increasing the rates of diabetes and heart disease. Well, and it's just bad. It also affects education. For sure it does. Those who are, are more properly nourished are going to do better in school. And I don't have a study at hand, so maybe I shouldn't talk about it. But I think everybody knows the, the you know, the value of a healthy breakfast and that you're more equipped to to you have the ammunition to jump in there and do better in school to learn more it's brain power that's what we're doing yeah and the unfortunate part is that a lot of these families need education probably into what is nutrition and also you know a lot of the families are probably single parent households where the parent is working a lot they might not have time to prepare or think about what is nutritious and prepare an, a meal for their kids. It's just easier to pop in a Stouffer's lasagna meal, you know? I think, I think if we ran, if we decided as a country to do not just coddle the poor and like, oh, well, oh, whatever you want. We know you have it tough. So if you want to eat at McDonald's all the time, that's fine. If we didn't coddle them in this weird pussified way and we actually dealt with hey listen this is what's best for you and if you're going to be taking taxpayer dollars you should buy things that are healthy you, you know listen hey we do the same thing Brittany. we do the same thing with WIC, the WIC program the women's infant and children's program um they can't just buy fucking anything they're not buying twizzlers you can buy cereals but only these cereals you can buy certain grains, but only these grains, because these are what we, we know are best. You can buy milk, but only this kind of milk, because we know this is what's best. The, the food step program should be run just like that. Because if you're guiding people to healthy choices and you're spending taxpayer dollars, which isn't some fucking punchline, you, you wanna spend the taxpayer dollars effectively. I'm not saying only let them buy flour and grain to make their own bread. I'm saying let them buy healthy bread. No fucking white bread. It should be wheat bread and above. Nine grain bread. Even if we're spending a little bit more relative to the products they're buying. Healthy options. There was a time I was in, it was the 4th of July, and I was in a small southern Idaho town, and I I was at a relative's house, and we were we were down at the, at the riverbank, and I didn't bring a swimsuit. So I went to the local fucking Walmart. I think it was a Walmart. And we I was going to buy a swimsuit. And in front of me, 4th of July weekend, was someone with their EBT card, their, their food stamp card. And they were buying massive steaks and sodas and chips. It was clearly barbecue fare that they were they were buying. And they were eating richer than I was. And... <laughs> on food stamps so you can't say onion the onion article you can't say oh but who are you to say yeah we all have the commonality of the understanding of what is right and wrong and that's not you can't say that that's right that someone on the taxpayer dole funding their barbecues and funding their their parties that's that doesn't make sense to me yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's that's harder for me, too, because you also want kids that are on. And I, I always think about the kids. I'm yeah. not I'm not always thinking about the adults. So I'm I'm thinking, well, how are the kids going to be impacted by this? And I know an, another thing for me is that I wanted to appear normal as well. So yeah. if, if they are having a barbecue and I mean, you want to be able to buy that stuff. I mean, I don't know. You know, it's hard. It's hard for me to get into those specific things. No, I, I see that. And I agree with you. I, and I'm not completely taking away that they shouldn't be able to eat fresh meat. I'm not saying that. 
that's not where I'm going with this. What I'm saying is we're sitting there and they've got hundreds of dollars of shit on the conveyor belt of expensive meats and cheese and it's barbecue. It's clearly a luxury item. They're buying, this is a luxury purchase and it's completely at taxpayer's expense. Yeah. So something's wrong with that. I'm not saying that they shouldn't be able to buy because that's all good food, not the chips and the sodas and all that bullshit, but the meat and some of that stuff is it is wholesome, good, nutritious purchases. But the entire purchase as a whole, there's got to be some way to regulate whether it's a legitimate purchase or not against what the onion article in their satirical way we're trying to say. Yeah, so if you have shared that Onion article, I probably talked about how dumb you are. (laughs) Just FYI. And I most certainly did. In fact, I most certainly do with most... I don't think I've ever shared an Onion article or a Daily Current article because they are... They're disingenuous. It's disingenuous. Don't try to put yourself out there as satire when you clearly have an agenda. It's it's a bummer. So this has gone a little long or maybe a little longer than I thought it would. We are going to wrap it up and we want to end the episode by telling you how much we appreciate you. Uh, we know I, I sound like an airline right now. We know you have a choice when you listen to a podcast <laughs> and we appreciate you choosing us. Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> So you've got six exits off to the right there, the left there. All right, that's enough. You got the 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 lit, the lit. Well, what is it? I don't know. Railway or something. I don't know. I don't know. Though. I've never been a flight attendant. So yeah. I've never been a steward, so I don't know. But we do appreciate you listening. Uh, we absolutely appreciate you communicating with us. An aisle. The aisle. The lit aisle. Mm-hmm. God damn, Brittany, get it done, son. So. We have many, many listeners that are international and that aren't in the contiguous United States. Um, Evan, we definitely appreciate you communicate with us. It is awesome. Tommy, internationally, you are awesome. Uh, Everybody who reaches out, it's great. And we hope that we get back to you in a a timely manner. Sometimes it can't be done, but uh, we try to do what we can do. So... This has been episode 28 of I Doubt It. 657-464-7609. If you are a American listener, I, we should have some kind of a international line. We're not making enough money to have an international line right now. So yeah. you need to buy more books on the dollamore.com Amazon link. <laughs> How is that for a makeshift segue, huh? It was really good. Great. Go rate and review us on iTunes. We appreciate every single one. It goes a long way to keeping us in the new and noteworthy. New. Nears. And noteworthy. Uh, There's Stitcher out there. I don't know how much Stitcher action we get, but it is a viable non-iPhone option for listening to the show. Facebook page is still bubbling with anticipation for your for your participation and Twitter at Dollamore at Brittany E. Page. We love you. For Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollamore, and this has been I Doubt. We are America. We do not fucking torture. <laughs>